Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back, Tiger fans, to Rockin' Radio's football podcast. I'm Nate Edwards. That's Brandon BK Kylie. This is Before the Box Score. Welcome to Rivalry Week. Welcome to Arkansas Hate Week. Your most hated rival that's not Kansas. It's our Kansas. We are here. It's the last game of the regular season. BK, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a great season. Nate, the other day I was on Sports Reference looking at the Missouri Tigers page. And just sorting by winning percentage of the history of the program. It's, it's really nice to see how high up Missouri is this year on that list. So uh, it's a good day to be a Tiger, and it's good to be with you. It is good. It's a good day for everything. It's also Thanksgiving week, which I know you don't give a rip about, but it is my favorite holiday. So this is there's just lots of good things happening this week. Um Let's talk about Florida real quick. Because remember, we did win that game. Missouri won the game. I won 33-31. And I did the beyond the box score. And there's one little nugget that stood out to me. Because we talk about Havoc, right? Blake Baker, Havoc defense. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to create those explosive negative plays. They, didn't, they haven't really been doing that this year a whole lot. Which is fine because for the most part, they've just been competent. Yes, the routes aren't always accurate. No, the tackling is not always there. But for the most part, it's just a good defense um there were five tackles for loss um on saturday (laughs) do you know how many came from the defensive line bk i I saw your piece so i do know how this went on saturday but go ahead and tell the good yeah so we ended up in a situation where the defensive secondary had more tackles for loss than the defensive line 
because Chris Abrams Drain had two and Jalen Carlisle had one. Two plus one is three. And your defensive line did not have three. <laughs> and like, of course, your linebackers, you know, you don't have Tyron Hopper. You don't have Chad Bailey. So like the the situation was very unique. The, the conditions were perfect for a weird stat like that. But it's not very often you see the defensive secondary lead the team in tackles for loss, especially with the, the caliber of defensive line that Missouri has. Yeah, that is not the way you draw it up to say the least. Um, but that's kind of what I've been most impressed by with this team this year. And we talked about this after the game over the weekend, Nate. It's just like they find new ways to win. It's not always going to look the same. There are some games where they win with havoc. There are some games where the offense just takes over with the passing game. There are other games where the offense takes over with the running game. There are games where the special teams pitch in with, you know, a fake punt that ends up going for a touchdown. Like every week it feels like it's something new as to the way that they are winning. Now, the style of game that they're winning is mostly the same in terms of them scoring 30 plus, Mm -hmm. but the way that they get there, the way they go about it, both offensively and defensively is incredibly different depending upon the week, depending upon the matchup and depending on what they're able to exploit over the course of the first half of the game. It's, it's a student who has studied all year and, you know, doesn't have it like maybe didn't cram the night before, but like you put them in, anywhere in, the, in, their, in their classes and they're going to have an answer. And that's the benefit of having an old team. That's the benefit of having an experienced quarterback. That's the benefit of a coaching staff who's been doing this for the fourth, the fourth go around now. Yeah, they might not have their A-plus stuff. Hell, they might not even have their B-plus stuff, but they've seen it before. They got a pretty good idea of how to handle it. And experienced teams, experienced quarterbacks, experienced staffs, they can find a way to win against opponents that they're used to in situations that they've seen before. It's simple stuff. You know, sometimes we overreact to like recruiting stars and like new tactics and schemes and new offense and new types of defense. Sometimes it's just, hey, you've seen it before, you've done it before, you're you're ready to go. You you know what one thing is for me that that kind of stands out on in this regard. Remember early on in the season we were like, man, Missouri's third down defense is really a problem for them right now. Like they've really turned that around in recent weeks. That it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it's gotten so much better. And when they get into third down situations, they have specific packages that they're going to now. Like Philip Roche is just a regular piece of what they're doing defensively, and. He knows exactly what his role is. I'm coming onto the field and I'm blitzing the hell out of the quarterback. That's it. That's the only role that he has on the team, but he knows it. He does it very well. And he goes out there and finds a way to make plays a lot of the time. So like, those are the kinds of things that it took like four or five weeks for them to really figure out, okay, how do we get this defense going on third down? But once they did and they figured it out and they got it on back on track, it's for the most part, gone pretty well for them over the last, you know, five, six weeks of the season. So that's just, it's one symptom of overall what you're talking about there with them finding answers as the season continues to progress. Absolutely. Very impressive win. I watched it a third time. You know, I watched it live. I watched it for beyond the box score purposes. And then the other day I was like, you know what? I'm watching this thing again. Still has it, man. You still, your heart still starts going fourth quarter. It's incredible. Um, wasn't wasn't you know wasn't a perfectly played game but the emotions the ups and downs the excitement you still got it man and who's i know your, go ahead who's your favorite player to watch that you weren't sure if that was going to be the case about this year like i'm taking away let me let me put a disclaimer on here 
You're not allowed to say Luther Burden. You're not allowed to say Cody no. Schrader. Okay. But uh, outside of those guys, who's the guy that, because you watched this game, you know, 700 times, yeah. that you have left this season through 11 games saying to yourself, man, I just enjoyed the hell out of watching that guy this year. So I my choice is a little bit on on me because I have, might have given up on this guy heading into the season, but it's Mookie Cooper. That's a good one. And, you know, he's not getting targeted 12, 13, 14 times a game. He's not having eight or nine catches for 100 yards, but he has some clutch catches. And for being a little, a smaller guy, I should say, he blocks his ass off. Like, and we mm-hmm. saw it during the Theo Weiss uh, catch and run, but he is he is active in the, in the blocking, and he is a willing blocker. And even if he's going up against, you know, a safety who's got a couple inches on him or a corner who might be a little thicker, like he is, he is a willing blocker, and I I appreciate that he's he is doing that. He has found a role. He is clutch and timely in his catches, and he is uh, he's a he's a bad he's a, he's a warrior man. He's out there doing what he's got to do to have the team win. And so because I wrote him off a little bit, and I'm sorry, Mookie, and just he is better. That would be my guy. Who would be your choice? I've got two of them. They're both on the defensive side of the football, and they're both really good players. So like, it's it's not shocking that these guys have been good this year, but. At least for one of them, I, I didn't think he had a great year last year. And so I'm, I'm just really happy with the way that it's gone for him. So the one that I was just mentioning there by me being kind of underwhelmed by him in 2022 was Darius Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what this was going to look like with them moving him out to defensive end for, for much of the season, him trying to kind of learn that new role, him coming back after what was a weird season. He had some injuries that he was trying to battle through. He comes back for the fifth season. And everybody knows what kind of a talent he is. It was just a matter of like, how many times have we talked about this? The guy walks off the bus and you're like, holy hell, that guy. How do we block him? Who who has that individual? Because we need to make sure he doesn't touch our quarterback at any specific amount of time. Uh, that guy's amazing. And that's what he's been this year. Like he is just a complete game wrecker. So I have enjoyed the hell out of watching him get himself back on track and really have the breakthrough season that we've all been waiting for. That's been a lot of fun. And he's just such he's such a great representation of the team. Like after the game the other day, he was like, well, I gotta be better. I, so I, good. I have to improve. <laughs> they just so had good. like this amazing win. It's senior day, like the last time that he's probably gonna be playing at Faro. And he's like, Yeah, we gave up 31 points. I have to be better. Yeah. It's just it's so Darius Robinson. So that's one that immediately came to mind. And then the other and I think he's been one of my favorite players from start to finish this year is Chris Abram Strain. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. God. He is just so freaking good. And he's locking mm-hmm. everybody down. He just accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl. And I hope he absolutely shows out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's from that area in Mobile. And now he's going back there to be a part of the Senior Bowl. He's so incredibly deserving of it. This is a guy that came to Mizzou as a receiver. Yeah. And now on the defensive side of the ball is going to be considered one of the top corners in next year's draft. It's just... He's been amazing to watch this year. He's, um, I think, at or near the top of the conference and pass breakups on the season mm-hmm. as well. He's amazing. The defense works because of what he is able to do as a legitimate number one cornerback for them. Chris Abrams' drain is a Gary Pinkle-type player, mm-hmm. right? Gets pressed into corner because your entire secondary is out with COVID against Mississippi State, and he gets you know a crash course against Mike Leach's receivers at the end of the year, and then they go, hey, this guy actually might have something here. Next play. <laughs> this is great. And like they had, you know, they didn't even a receiver. They wanted a corner. They kept him there. I remember when they said that, I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. 
There he is, man. Yep. He's one of the best corners in the SEC. Made him That's into cool. a legitimate NFL talent. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. And, and, you know, along those lines, since we're talking about talents and, and standout players, Missouri is, you know, they're in line to collect some hardware at the end of this year on an individual basis. And I'm not saying they're going to, okay? But your team, your Missouri fighting football Tigers, are getting recognized on the national scale to a level that we have never seen before in Columbia, Missouri. To wit, you have the Davey O'Brien Award, which is a quarterback award. So, of course, you know that one. That's going to Brady Cook. You have the Bolitnikoff Award, has Luther Burden as a finalist. You have the Doak Walker Award, which is a running back award. It's going to Cody Schrader with a finalist. That, you have Tyron Hopper as a Butkus finalist. You have the Beneric. You have uh, Kevin Peoples for the Broyles Award. I mean, all of these awards, like they start with a list of just every player in, in college football, and then they whittle it down as you go on. That's like six dudes from the same team that are all finalists. That's a big deal, BK. It's a huge deal. Um, Missouri is the only team in the country with a finalist for all of these awards that you're talking about here. Like Joe Moore, Doak Walker, Davey O'Brien, Bulletnikoff, those, those four, that combo. There's only one team in the country that has those those nominations that are still up for grabs, and it's it's Mizzou. I think it speaks to the well-rounded nature of this team, and that's why everything that we've been talking about has been possible. Like The reason why they can find so many different ways to win is because they have talent in so many er- different areas. Like We were just talking before the show today, uh, Nate, about LSU, who has the Heisman favorite right now with Jaden Daniels, and we were talking about how, man, Heisman. They're 14th in the country right now because they've lost three games. They lost to Florida State, Ole Miss, and Alabama. If they had a competent secondary this year, if they had a competent defense where they just had talent on that side of the ball in any way, you don't lose three games. You probably lose two. I mean, they they lost respectable opponents in Florida State and Alabama. Those teams very well could make the college football playoff this year. But shouldn't have lost that game against Ole Miss. And it's because they're not as well-rounded as Missouri is this year. They've got a player on their team that is better than anything Missouri has to offer. They have two receivers on their team that are like basically at the level of Luther Burden. But they just, they don't have the well-rounded nature to it. They, they don't have anything defensively. So for Missouri to have the O-line, the, the defense, the secondary specifically, that's that's where this season becomes really something special to watch and when you look over at like the sp plus rankings you can see that missouri's Mm -hmm. 15th offensively and 32nd on defense they are a very well-rounded team in a way that you need to be if you're gonna do something meaningful yeah putting all your attribute points into scoring it gets you it gets you a decent amount you know it'll win you games but there's gonna be a game where you can't score and then what and then the same thing like iowa if you put all of your talent on defense, sure, you might have a couple shutouts. Sure, you might score some touchdowns. Sure, that's going to happen. There's go- You're going to come across an offense that's going to score on you, and then what? And then what? That's always the problem with college sports. So, yes, it is better to be well-rounded. You could probably make a bigger breakthrough with one or the other being elite over the other side, but you want to win games, man, you got to be able to do both because there's going to be a time when one of those just forgets to show up or isn't as good as it should be. So, um yeah, I don't, I, I don't have an inside track on who's favored for any of these awards. You know, hardware is hardware. It's all cool. Like, I'm sure each individual would, be, would love to win, but, like, 
getting this far and being a finalist speaks volumes, not only to the individual performance, but to your team, to, to, to the football team. So like, it's, it's great. It's great. Cause it is the ultimate team sport. Um, Hey, you know what else? The other good news we had flip miss came early and Eli drink, was talking about it on Twitter. Missouri got themselves a, uh, a little recruit this week. And not only was it a, was it a new recruit, but they flipped it from uh, Coach Prime's Colorado. So you had this guy named Talon Chandler. He is the fifth best center in the country. He's the 14th best player in the state of Missouri. He's currently playing in Nevada, Missouri. Not Nevada, Nevada. Uh, he is from uh, Nevada R5 High School. He had been committed to Colorado since like February of this year or something like that. And he got an offer from Mizzou. He made the visit and gave him the deuces and said, I am, I'm staying home. I'm playing for the Tigers. So BK, you looked at his film. What do you think? No, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Looks good. Yeah. It, it, it's impossible to break this film down, dude. Yeah. Like the transition from where he's at right now to the sec is I mean, unlike just about anything that you'll see, it's huge. It's just absolutely not. He's going up against guys right now that I don't know if any of them are going to play at the collegiate level. And that's no shot against anybody that he's going up against. But it's just really hard to to make any sort of sweeping generalizations about what he's going to be at the next level based on his high school film. Now, that being said, it's kind of like when like I'm a Chiefs fan. If the Chiefs draft somebody from an FCS school. I don't need to know who the player is or what their number is. If I should, if I pop on some of their film, I should be able to watch the film and say to myself, that's the guy they drafted because he's just (laughs) better than everybody else. Right. And if you did that with uh, Chandler, you'd see that where Mm -hmm. you don't have to know where he's lining up. You could do like the, the blind test. And I guess that would be difficult to see. Uh, You could do the, I don't know which number he is. Pretend like I have no previous knowledge of it that's the guy that is definitely going to be in the power five program. So you can see it. The talent's there. There's no doubt about it. And if you're looking for a reason for optimism as to why he's going to be able to transition to the next level, he did live in St. Louis for a little while. He trained in St. Louis for a while. He went up against Ja'Kai Lang, Mizzou commit that defensive end. So like he has some history of going up against guys that are power five competition. It's just the current, players that he, he's going up against are, are not that for better or worse yeah but he's he a big does. time recruit man like this is, is a guy that is considered to be a top five center in the country even though right now he's playing guard for his high school team well, all right yeah I, look getting getting a center obviously is very important and very difficult to do and even you know let's say he was even still in st louis offensive lineman notable for not starting as freshmen. That's kind of a thing, especially in the SEC. So there was no urgency to start him next year, especially with Connor Tolleson coming back. He's got time to grow into it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- it's just like like you said, it's the competition. He is Nevada R5, okay? Like, I will give him credit. Do you know how many kids in the Rivals era, so like 2000 to present, how many kids from the state of Missouri who attended an r one, two, three, four, five school have ever been ranked by rivals. Do you know how many? I have no basis for this. Three, five, seven, three. <laughs> so Taylor Chandler is the fourth. He's the oh, fourth there we one. go. There were three. There you go. 
Uh, in case you are curious, uh, you have to go back to 2016. Uh, Chase Allen, who was a tight end out of Nixa R2. Of course. 2015, you would have to look at uh, Alec Murphy, the running back, also out of Nixa R2. Nixa R2 must have been cleaning house for two years <laughs> with those two guys on there. And then the only one uh, before that, you have to go all the way back to 2009 when Tyler Evans, who was an offensive guard out of Stratford R6, uh, but those are your four guys who have ever been uh, attending a school that is R in Missouri and been ranked by rivals. Do you know what the R stands for, by the way? I don't. I'm mad that you just asked me that. What What is it? <laughs> so there's two different types of schools. And you, remember, you're you're the city kid. I'm the rural kid. So it's okay. I got this up on you. Is it um, rural? It, it is. It is very. Okay. So you can have two schools with like uh, two letters. There's a C which means consolidated, and R, which means, um, crap, I'm forgetting, reorganized. So it's when, like, if you're in an area where there's, like, multiple schools but not not enough kids, not enough teachers to attend them, sometimes the voters will choose to consolidate, which is a C, where sometimes gotcha. the state goes, ah, we're going to reorganize you guys into one. So if you got the C or the R, that's what that means. And the number is how many times that's been reorganized. Oh, so really? Then, yes. So it kind of gives you an idea of how small some of these places are when you're at an R5 uh, that says that you have been uh, reorganized multiple times by the state of Missouri. So, again, smaller population sets tend to not have a lot of talent coming out of it just because it's a smaller set. But you get someone like this, hey, it's 2023, baby. We're going to find you. Rivals 247, they're going to find you. Right. And uh, Mr. Chandler is good enough to be found. And uh, as I say to everybody, I hope you sign on the dotted line in December. We'd love to have you. That's great. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Attention, Mizzou fans. Have you always wanted to support Mizzou's NIL initiatives? Have you also wanted to support local Columbia businesses? And have you always wanted to make fun of the Tennessee all at the same time? Well, now you can do all three of these things in one foul swoop by purchasing Rockin' Radio's first ever t-shirt, introducing the Tennessee State Champs. We collaborated with 573tees.com, a local t-shirt printing shop in downtown Como, to come up with this fun design of a t-shirt 
that celebrates Mizzou's four wins over all the major Division I FBS football schools in the state of Tennessee. As you remember, Mizzou beat Middle Tennessee, Memphis, Vanderbilt, and the University of Tennessee at Knoxville to complete this quadfecta of wins. And for just $25, this t-shirt can be yours. Each purchase of a t-shirt will directly benefit both 573Ts and the wonderful owner, Mickey Merritt, as well as every true tiger, the University of Missouri NIL Collective. So get yours today at 573Ts.com slash collections slash rock dash M. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. All right. So it's Arkansas hate week. We got a big old trophy to play for. And um, BK, I got a, I got a terrible little secret for you. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas stinks. Yeah, they do. Real bad. Real yeah. bad. Um, I, I, there's a lot of things I can pick. I think the first thing I am going to point out is their record in one-score games. Do you either know or want to take a guess of what their record is? So first of all, I don't. I don't love this. D- don't love you pointing that out first because Missouri whether you want to call it skill, fortune, luck, whatever it is, Missouri has done pretty well in one-score games this year. And that, based on the math nerds, they would typically tell you that is not a sustainable skill. That is something that year over year does not translate, week over week should not translate. Over time, if you play a bunch of one-score games, they should be roughly 50-50. So if you're about to tell me that they're like 1-7 in in, uh, one-score games, I'm not going to be thrilled about that knowledge because that suggests that they're due and I don't need them to be due this week. They can wait until next year to be due. Well, I'm not going to tell you that they're one in seven in one score games. I'm going to tell you that they're one in five. And I'm going to tell you the one just happened two weeks ago. So they, they have dude. It came due. It came due. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Get your one. Now Mizzou is four. zero in one score games this year. Um, Just pointing that out. But also, Arkansas has not played well at any point. And I know, I know, I know I said that about Florida. And then what did they go and do but have maybe the best game of their lives uh, on Saturday? I understand. That that. wasn't totally true of Florida. Florida had played well. It was just 10 weeks ago. (laughs) They had played well when they had a noticeable athletic advantage over their opponent. Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee is what I'm talking about. And Tennessee. Okay, yes. And, And I'm not saying you're wrong about, like, any of this. I'm just saying, like, that's the difference. Yeah. Florida had done it at least once where we saw them where it's like, oh, it, it kind of came together for them against Tennessee, who's like genuinely good. The only time it's come together for Arkansas this year was against LSU, really. Um, and that game ended close, but with a loss. Yeah. Otherwise, so they it's had just been bad. They had 100% win expectancy against Western Carolina because, of course, they did. 56 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an FCS point. Then they played Kent State, the worst team in college football this year. They blew them out 28 to 6. They had a 99% win expectancy. They also beat Florida International last week or on Saturday when Missouri was playing Florida. They beat them 44 20. Uh, Florida International is the fourth worst team in the country this year. So, you know, oh here's, here's your theme. Um, everything else, though, against BYU, lost by 7, 29%. Against LSU, lost by 3, 21%. AM, lost by 12, 0. Ole Miss, lost by 7, 5. Alabama lost by three, one percent. Mississippi State. How were these games? Clo- I don't understand. How were these games close? I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. I was looking through this. Like, you have a couple of turnovers in the red zone or, like, they miss a field goal or it's a turnover on downs. They are so bad, and yet K.J. Jefferson keeps them in these games until the bitter freaking end because he is just a baby rhinoceros that you cannot bring down. And it's just, I don't know how this is happening. They should be winning so many games, but they play like trash and they make their opponent play like trash and just roll around in the muck and they can never close it out. But uh, they stink and they're still in it every single time. It blows my mind. Ah, I get it now. They just play very few possessions. (laughs) Their games end with not enough possessions for it to get away from them. That's... That's what they try to do. They do the old, we're going to bleed the clock out. And hopefully with eight possessions in this game, there's not enough time and possessions for you to be able to really run away with it. So if that's the way they're going to play it, cool. Uh, they're not very good. They, they're not very, they're, they're really not particularly good at anything. They rank in the bottom five in the league in rushing yards allowed per carry, passing yards allowed per attempt, yards per play allowed, tackles for loss per game, third down conversion rate against all against SEC opponents. Uh, really, the only thing they do well is they don't allow a ton of big plays. Yeah. There. Yeah. And they are pretty good at preventing touchdowns in the red zone. That's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. And on offense, they're just bad. They're just not good. Bad. They don't yeah. really do anything. Well, they average fewer yards per play on the season than any team in the conference, including Vanderbilt. I still can't believe KJ Jefferson came back for this. I really can't. And I know part of the problem is injury. Like you can't help that Rocket Sanders was going to get injured, you know, two games into the season. You cannot anticipate both your starting and backup tight end getting injured halfway through the year. Like, I understand that part. But you hired Dan Enos, and you're like, yeah, I'm coming back for Dan Enos. A guy who's like, not job hop because he's good, but job hop because he has to, because he stinks. Like the one guy who goes to Nick Saban in the history of college football, that guy. All right. Then you lose every single wide receiver from last year. Remember the number like four and five star guys that they had catching passes last year? They're all in the NFL. Here. Here's who they replaced them with, a Bowling Green transfer, which, you know, Bowling Green, fine, fine G5, but still G5. They brought up two FCS transfers and then a Division II wide receiver who was playing Division II ball last year. That's who they brought in to replace their NFL caliber receivers. And again, KJ Jefferson looked at that and said, yeah, let's do this, baby. Let's go. I... The coordinator hires have not worked out. Clearly, they just they fired Danny Enos a couple weeks ago, and it's not gotten better. They don't have the personnel to replace what they lost, other than KJ Jefferson, and they play all these close games, you know, because you know they just they can't do anything, anything well, and here they are sitting at four and seven, trying to wreck Missouri's season. I don't think they're going to be able to though, because if we've learned anything about Missouri this year. So they typically go in and take care of business when they need to. Like, we were wondering, what's it going to look like against Memphis? And it was ugly at times, like weird field, weird situation, never go back to that stadium. Um, But they took care of business against Middle Tennessee State. They didn't show anything. They played as vanilla a game plan as they possibly could. But guess what? Took care of business. 
um, against Kentucky. Weird start. Super weird start, man. Mm -hmm. Scared the hell out of everybody. Took care of business and just made them look silly for the rest of that game. South Carolina took care of business against Tennessee. Oh, boy. Maybe the most take care of business of all take care of business games. So this week, it is a slightly different test than all of those others other than Kentucky that I mentioned in that it's on the road. And this is something that we we just haven't seen a ton of in the second half of the year is Missouri going on the road. So I will be curious to see how they react to that. I think it could be something kind of similar to Kentucky where like maybe you get down 7 nothing early, but I do not fear this team showing up in a game like this. I, I think they will. I think they are highly, highly incentivized yes. to win this one. And that is not something that is the case for Arkansas. They have nothing left to play for. They can't get to a bowl game. Their coach had the um, athletic director come out and say, hey, he's coming back. Like, there's there's nothing left to play for there. And there's everything to play for at Mizzou. So yeah. these are typically games that you'll see Missouri go out there and find a way to win. And Missouri already had their scare. I think we said in the last show, like, hey, thank God you got tested yep. this week or at the time this week because, like, you, you want – Eli needs as much ammo as he can to say, hey, you can see now that you cannot just roll out here and think you can win. Like, There's got to be some effort. There's got to be some focus. And we also know Eli Drinkwitz is really weirdly fixated on games where he can win a piece of like a, a trophy. Yeah. Like he loves that stuff. He loves the shiny stuff. If you consider Arkansas and South Carolina as Missouri's rivals, which I think most of college football does, there are trophies associated with those. He is six and one in rivalry games since he's gotten here. The one game he lost was Arkansas in 21, but he is owning them outside of that. And if he likes, you know, shiny, shiny stuff, go get your bobble, baby. Like go, go win this game and get your trophy. And that, it's a big one too. So I, I feel confident, not saying Missouri can't lose. I'm just saying, I feel confident that they can, they're ready and they can do this. So do you have, how do you see this one going? Is there a score prediction or is there a game flow prediction for you? Yeah, I think it might be kind of like a sluggish, sluggish, excuse me, start to it. Yeah, I, I think Mizzou ends up pulling away late, though. Like, I think this is the type of game where they win like 34 to 20, something like that. And maybe it feels a little closer than that for most of it. But by the end, you're like, OK, they, they kind of had him with. And it was an arm's length distance the entire game. And then finally late, they were able to pull away. That's kind of the feel that I get for a game like this. It's Black Friday. It's on the road. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at is like a 34-20 type of a win for Mizzou. Where are you at on it? That's, that's funny. I was like 34-21 That's kind of where I yeah. thought it was going to be. So we're basically the same. Which, you know, they cover. Uh, great teams cover. And... Um, it's weird. There's there's a lot of um, road favorites this week, and Missouri is definitely one of them. So, uh, and well, in the SEC ACC matchup that a lot of these rivalry games are, you know, because Florida State is favored, you know, Clemson is favored. It's it's kind of a weird, weird scenario. But um, yeah, I feel I feel good. Um, again, not that they can't lose, just that they are going to be prepared and they can pull away, like you said. Out, out of curiosity, just because like now we are kind of looking towards the potential for bowl matchups sure is there anything that you want to see this weekend 
around college football as it pertains to what it means for Mizzou potentially in a New Year's Six Bowl? Like, let's assume Mizzou wins. Yeah. 10 wins. You're ranked in the top nine-ish still, and you're going to get a New Year's Six Bowl. What do you <laughs> want to happen to help with a potential matchup? I'd like to see Ole Miss lose on Thursday, number one. Okay. Just put put that baby to bed. I don't want anything close like Mississippi State. Go out there and surprise me. Win for your interim coach, all that jazz. Like, let's do it. So when that doesn't happen. Right. The thing that can't happen. I understand that. Um, I mean, again, you are going to have losses baked into this week. Namely, Michigan, Ohio State. Like, you can't get away from that. Um. I, so there's going to be one. I don't think that the loser of that game is going to fall far enough for Mizzou to jump over them. So I don't really think that does anything. So it comes to clusters of losses. And so, you know, you say, oh, well, I wish every team in front of Missouri would lose. Like, okay, yeah, that's... that's oh, I'm thinking game. more for, like, what would make for a better game for Mizzou fans, right? So, like, mm-hmm. in terms of the matchup that they would get, I'm not even talking about the college football playoff. Like, that sure. dream's dead. There, not enough yeah. happened last week for that to even be possible. But, like, if you're a Mizzou fan, are you rooting this weekend for one of Ohio... Like, between Ohio State and Michigan, which would you rather see lose to potentially play against Mizzou oh, in one of those games? Or are you rooting for Florida State to lose? Um, are you rooting for the potential upset of Oregon State over Oregon? So that way you could potentially get that kind of a matchup. Like, what What are you Man. looking for? By the way, you laugh. But Oregon State's good. Like, no, legitimately good. They are good. good. But also, Dan Lanning's got Oregon very mad and angry and focused. Um, nothing would be funnier, though, than Oregon State beating Oregon. Just stick it in their eye as they're on their way out, you know? Um Man, that would put I, them in the into the Pac-12 championship game too, right? I believe it would if they did that. Yes, which is crazy. Um, I just get, give me give me the give me the the outcomes that get Missouri to to the Fiesta Bowl in Phoenix, and I would I still would love to play Washington. That would be so cool. I don't I'm not sure if Missouri and Washington have ever played. They share a guy. Gary Pinkle was the OC at Washington before he was the head coach at Toledo. Then he came to Mizzou. So there's a fun little tie there. Uh, I'm sure Gary Pinkle will be brought up all week if that was the case. You know, I, I just, I love that matchup. And I don't know how we get it. I don't know how we guarantee it, but that's what I want. You say, you know, you're going to get an Ohio State. Oh my God, no. Get a Penn State. Ooh, I'm curious. I like that. Um, but I would love a Pac-12 team. I'd love to be out in Phoenix and Fiesta Bowl. Whatever needs to happen there, make that happen. What about you? Uh, first of all, they have never played before. Mizzou uh-huh. and Washington, no previous matchups in God, their respective histories. That'd be that. That's my ideal matchup. That's the one that I want to see so badly. I don't know how many Washington players, like on the offensive side of the ball, would end up playing in that yeah, game. Phoenix would still would stand out. Yeah, I I hope he would play. I, sometimes the quarterbacks, at least in matchups like that, where it it still kind of has some meaning, they typically end up playing more often than you'd expect. It's the receivers that I'm just, I don't know about them. Um, I would like to see Washington. I would be okay, I suppose, with Penn State. Um, I think what they're going to do, though, I I think Mizzou's going to end up getting Texas, and I'm going to be mad about it. It's so infuriating. Because I I just don't have interest in watching. I mean, I will, don't get me wrong, but (laughs) it's not something that I would prefer. That was our last bowl, or it was the last Barry Odom bowl game. That's not that long ago. 
Number two, they're going to be in the SEC next year. Exactly. That's the thing that's frustrating is like they'll they'll sell it as the the mm -hmm. current SEC versus the future SEC, but like I'm going to see that game within the next few years. I'm I'm good. I I don't I don't need that right no. now. I would rather see Mizzou against um, whichever Big Ten team ends up in that bowl. Um, mm. Washington maybe florida state depending on how they look with their backup quarterback but like those those kinds of matchups where it's just more offense man more fun name brands more offense more fun yeah i agree so florida's backup quarterback threw it like 25 times <laughs> i only had 13 completions so i don't know that's gonna be tough yeah but that was against north alabama whoops <clears throat> well I have no idea. Uh, we just saw that, <clears throat> excuse me, that the college football playoff kept Missouri at ninth, which is cool and good. Um, so th there's a huge slate of games this week. Obviously, it's Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Saturday. They got games the entire time. Um, so feast on that, feast on the food. It's going to be a good time. Um, let's talk about something that's not going to be a good time. Huh. <clears throat> BK's got a message for you all. Take a knee, sit down, have a listen. I want to drink some water. Yeah, it'll be quick. It'll be brief. Um, we can talk about it a little bit more over the weekend. But my last week, my last week as a full-time host with my guy, Nate, um, I will be uh, leaving Rock M. This has nothing to do with Rock M. It has everything to do with family time. When we had baby Luca, I told Nate, hey, we're going to see how the season goes, see how the time uh, constraints end up. And uh, if things go kind of the way that parents typically typically suggest that they do, probably be stepping away at the end of the year. This will be my last season doing the, this thing full time. And it did. Turns out um, I would like to be there for bath time on Sunday nights. And when the family has stuff to do during the week on a randomly weeknight where it pops up, I want to be able to go to that stuff. And on Saturdays, I had a lot of fun going to the game last Saturday and not having to write about it, frankly. Um, I love doing this. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy writing. I love doing the podcast with Nate. I'm going to miss it immensely however for family obligations uh it just makes more sense for me to start consolidating some of the work that i'm doing and therefore it will require me cutting back on certain things and in the football season writing four times a week and podcasting twice a week on top of that um for mizzou stuff it's just not something that is going to fit into my schedule any longer so for all of those reasons and many more uh this is not me saying goodbye I will be on the podcast with Nate on Sunday for our Arkansas reaction show. Um, if he's really lucky, he might be able to convince me to do a reaction show to the bowl game as well. But outside of that, man, this is uh, this is me saying I'll see you later. And I'm probably going to I'll I'll do a couple of guest pieces here or there. But otherwise, uh, that post-game piece after Arkansas is going to feel real good because that yeah. is the last one that I am writing on that site. <laughs> well, look, here's the thing. This is this is the dirty little secret of covering sports for money is that it the season is a slog. And then you turn around and you have the entire off-season. So I'm right there with you. Like, I love doing this stuff. It's I wouldn't be doing it unless I loved it. But the last one of the season, it hits nice. It hits real nice. And it's fun to just kick back and coast except you're going to do it for the rest of your life in this instance so you know um no i don't know there's 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 only one bk these guys don't grow on trees um with with the believing of bk you know we've been doing this for four years 
Uh, we technically we started. Looked, I have six hundred and seventy posts on Rock M Nation. Look at That's that. Freaking insane. Look at that. That's over five years, man. We've been doing the show for four. Survived a pandemic, survived multiple kids, survived a coaching search. I think that's when we first started podcasting together. Um, and you are writing it through uh, to one of the better seasons of recent memory. So your timing is impeccable. But again, there's only one BK and uh, he's tough to replace. Yeah, and, for better uh, or worse, for better or worse. But you uh, guys will find going. somebody that'll be great. And Nate's, Nate's sticking around. Yeah, Nate, I'm still there. What else he got? He, he's got to talk about Zoo football. We can't get rid of him. Keep bringing me back. <laughs> All the interesting stuff goes with you, but all the su- the silly <laughs> stories and anecdotes and odd comparisons stick around. The um, vegetable eating will still take place. Eating. There will be plenty of vegetables Lots to be consumed during the offseason. But we got optimistic, mate, this year. We did. Because so... it was an optimistic season. So it, it worked out okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, again, this isn't the end. He's not going to die. It's not. You know, <laughs> not kids, that I know of. Kids, we still love each other very much. It's not your fault. Um, but we're just, yeah, I mean, we're going in separate directions. He's got to take care of other things and where I'm going to be here, we're going to find someone else and uh, we're going to keep the podcast going. Um, but yeah, like I said, you will be back for the Arkansas uh, takeaways. And so that, you know, I'll, I'll find a way to convince him to do the bowl game too. Don't worry. Uh, but that is going to be the show for this week and uh, second to last show for, for BK. So enjoy mm-hmm. the next one that comes up. Uh, but that's it for today. As always, we appreciate the downloads and the subscriptions from you all. You can leave a comment or rate us. We love all types of feedback from you all. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Nate G. Edwards. He's at BK Sports Talk. Of course, you can follow the Rockin' Flagship at Rockin' Nation and the podcasting outlet at Rockin' Radio. We appreciate you tuning in this time. We'll try to do better next time. And until then, M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Rock M Radio, a proud partner of Fans First Sports Network. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to see more just like it being directly into your personal device, just click the subscribe button below uh, and you can find this podcast through the Apple podcast app or for iPhone or the Google podcast app for Android or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. Uh, we are also available on Spotify to search for rock M radio. Uh, and if you like other sports fans first sports network uh, is a podcast network that has uh, coverage of all other teams, major league baseball, uh, MLS, uh, NFL, Whatever you want uh, to listen and and read about, it is a great, great network full of really fantastic podcasts. So look them up and subscribe uh, to any and all of those podcasts. Uh, Rock M Radio will be back with more episodes coming soon. Thanks. Thanks.